Welcome to the X Talks, where we unlock the secrets to living your ultimate X life. I'm sitting here with Brandy. Brandy, tell me about something that you've overcome. Something that I've overcome in my life would be my sort of addiction to sweets and food as my comfort. I'm still overcoming, mm-hmm. but I've made big leaps and bounds in it. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? Um, just by becoming aware of how much sugar affects my body in a, in a way that I wasn't even cognizant of previously, thinking about how it affects my sleep and how it affects my moods. And it affects a whole bunch of things that I didn't realize I was doing just by having a sweet so, or indulging so often. When did you become aware that you were addicted? Um, I think I've known that I was addicted, that it was a thing that I needed to control for a long time, but it wasn't until I started to really look at my health in terms of what it was going to be for the rest of my life that I realized that the habits I'd had were keeping me from living my best self or like my healthiest self. So until I acknowledged that and built some new habits, that it was just going to keep being like this monkey on my back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And when did that happen? Um, I would say that the seed got planted probably, I don't know, three years ago. Um, but then most intensely, probably in the fall of this year. Mm. So then I just started to get on this journey where like little things would pop in, whether it was something I was scrolling through Instagram and like somebody would pop up or I, something, an article would show up or something. And I'm like, okay, it's all pointing me in the direction of, I've built up this insulin resistance in my body from having so much sugar and also yo-yo dieting my whole life um, that now I have to work on undoing that so that I can get to the place I want to be with my health. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Just distracted. So what, what happened three years ago? Like how did that seed get planted? Was um, it somebody else you saw? No, I think the seed got planted for me when I decided to leave my career of, um, I was a administrator, I was a principal, and I was pretty dang unhappy. Like I was, I had worked my whole life as a teacher and I felt really, it, you know, education was my thing and service to others. And then there was this point where I was like, I am unhappy and so freaking tired of like everything in my life just seemed difficult. So I decided to kind of uproot it and flip it around. And I moved here after living in Portland for 20 years. And that's when I was like, okay, I actually can live my life for me. And what does that mean? So that's when health and like doing things just for me really became more of a, of a habit. Cause you had such a greater purpose that you're always doing it for the greater good. I was always in service to everybody else. And I think it was when I realized how stressed I was and how miserable I was that I'm like, okay, I'm actually not serving anybody because I am unhappy. And so I had to let go of like, a lot of the service to other stuff. And I had to realize that okay, I'm not actually going to help anybody if I can't help myself first. How did you break thing. that habit though? How'd you break that? Cause oh. so many, you're so uncommon. Like yeah. so many other people yeah. just live in that in, in an unconscious place of this is just what an adult is. Yeah. Um, I think I, I saw it because I took on previous to that. When I was a principal, I was also raising my niece from when she was like 13. She moved with me and I saw how, this thing I was going to do to like take care of somebody else's issue, basically raising her for my, for my sister. Um, it broke me down. It just made me like, she was doing well and she did great. But at the end of it, she's ready to go off to college and I'm like ready to have a nervous breakdown. Right. So I realized like, I can't keep sacrificing myself 
for other people to my own detriment. Like I can give, but I only have so much to give. So like, it's time to give back to me. Mm -hmm. And I had to really, and I've always been good at setting boundaries for other people and teaching other people how to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't setting that most important one for myself of like, no, I actually need to be selfish Mm -hmm. because that's so terrible, right? As women, like don't be selfish. That's so bad. It's actually the most important thing to do. Where did you learn that from? those limiting beliefs and those habits of, of you should you be in service and sit still look pretty and all that. Um, I'm sure I learned it culturally. I know I learned it. Um, strangely enough from my family, my mom's super independent and always was like, you know, do your own thing and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there was always this like service to family mm-hmm. thing. And I think I also learned that because I feel like I was very lucky when the chips came down, like I had a a very loving family. Like I had a really unique childhood. I had a good education. I never wanted for anything. Mm -hmm. And I saw all around me, especially like my peers who didn't have that, you know, their parents were divorced or they had all these traumas or all these things. And I was like, okay, like I'm doing pretty good. So I think that kind of built this guilt of like, now I must serve others because I got so lucky Mm -hmm. from my childhood and my upbringing Mm -hmm. that I felt this kind of guilt Right. That really is just poison. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it can help you to do things. Like I feel compelled to, to guide and to, mm-hmm. to love other people and take care of other people. But at the same time, it, it created this guilt of like, and you have to do that to your own detriment. And right. that's when I stopped doing that. When actually the opposite is true. When actually, if you can take care of yourself, you can take care of other people right. better. So, so much better. Why aren't we teaching people that? Why aren't we teaching yeah. kids that? Because you're, you're a te- you were a teacher. Right. Yeah. So how can we change that? Yeah. You know, I think it's just um, more awareness. I think what, as women, I think we really have to tell younger women all the time. Like you don't have to apologize for that. Uh Don't apologize for things. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to be selfish. Uh It's okay to like kick that out of your life, whatever it is that's dragging you down. Because I think if we don't tell younger women who see us as somebody to look up to, that's how it's going to happen. Because it's, I mean, women, we're the ones who spread everything, right? Right. So like we have to do it with the younger women around us. Right. Well, we are just so innate nurturers. Right. You know, it really, I really That's think what we it's do. in our biology mm-hmm. that we nurture and we hold the family together and yep. we hold everybody together. And, um, it just seems like a, almost like a biological purpose of survival. Yeah. Except we don't have to live in survival anymore. Right. So yeah, it's really about changing that. And then it feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? It does. It feels uncomfortable to make a boundary and it, when it, you're not having it before. It's hard for even for like, you know, cause I have younger nieces that are, you know, they're like teens and twenties. And I try to make a conscious point to be like, you can set that boundary, like starting to use the language with them. And you can tell they're kind of uncomfortable about it. Like, yeah. Oh, emotion. But I'm like, let's talk about it. Yeah. You don't have to think that way. You don't have to have that boundary. And I know that they think of me as the cool aunt. And so like, I have this different kind of influence in their life that mm-hmm. I try to maximize on all the time. Yeah. But that's one of those places where you can get easily sucked into like, okay, now they're my responsibility. Right. So call them instead of going to the gym or call them yes. instead of meditation yeah. or whatever. And uh-huh. you can't do that because then you've got nothing to give. Right. You're no, empty. that's so, that's so true. And I also see the other side too, when, if we're going to talk women and men, um, of men being taught to, to live a certain way and right. to expect certain things from right. women. A- and absolutely, yeah, you know, and so we have to unteach that. Yeah. So I do that with my male nephews. I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, you got to learn to do that shit for yourself. Mm-hmm. And do you, oh, you like my chicken tacos? I'm going to teach you how to make them and you right. can make them for your wife right. or your girlfriend, whoever. Like, right. don't try to be 
Yeah, I tried it, but it's hard because they're being taught that by outside influences and they just come to expect this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to unteach that expectation. Right. And that's hard because part of us wants to nurture and take care, mm-hmm. but it's too easy to get caught in the trap where you're doing everything for everybody else and not for yourself, mm-hmm. not nurturing yourself. Right. So who do you see as a woman that you feel like they're doing a good job with them, with boundaries and with me? Yes. Good. <laughs> better that. and better yes. all the time. Yeah. 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 Who else? Um, I think that, uh, my sister, April, we are each other's coach for that. So I try to coach her. I'm like, yeah, you need to set that boundary. And she does the same for me. She like, she reflects to back to me where I'm not setting a boundary and then I do it for her. So she and I kind of feed off of each other. It's really hard to know what's possible if you don't see it in someone else. Right. And that's why I was, and that's one of the reasons I was asking, okay, so three years ago, what happened? Like, do you, have you seen somebody else yeah. do this? And you go, well, wait a minute. I didn't know that was an option. Right. And that's why I think it's so important that as women, strong women that we show, you know, the next generation, yeah. what is possible. Right. You know? And so then, cause otherwise people just go through unconsciously because yeah. everyone else is in the same unconscious program, Yeah, you know, and they've been all, I also think you things. have to, you have to tell people and show people like you have it within yourself. Mm-hmm. You have it within yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear my niece saying, Oh, I'm just not that way. I'm like, yeah, you are. You absolutely are. Cause you can choose it right now to be that way. Cause if I could be that way, why couldn't you? I'm not any different than you. Mm-hmm. I'm just older. Right. I've just done more stuff. So right. you'll get to that place too, but you have to make the choice. Yeah. And so I think that that's, it's a challenge though. It's tough. It's every day. You're good at what you practice. So you are right. who you practice being. Right. So, you know, if you practice being weak, you'll just be weak. You exactly. know, and then you get to a point where this is the way I am because it mm-hmm. feels so uncomfortable to change. Right. To do something else. Right. And isn't this so funny? Like how this all started with sugar. I know. know. And that, that Mm -hmm. it's just so many people think that the reason why they are not in a body that they want or whatever has to do with the diet, but really it doesn't, this isn't about the sugar. No, this is about like years and years and years of manipulation, years and years and years of habits, Mm -hmm. years and years and years of of feeling um, powerless. Yep. And that we've turned to a a physiological thing that's going to help your body feel good. I mean, like, you know, and that's just biological. It's going to help your body feel good until you get to this point where it's like, it, it, you all of a sudden you wake up, you go, wait, wait a minute. That this doesn't, that doesn't make sense actually, at all. Well, it makes me feel good in the moment. Yeah. But then later I'm like, and now I feel 10 times worse because I right. see the, the, like what happens because of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it really wasn't even about the sugar. It was about yeah. not, not taking the time for myself. Right. Not taking care of myself first. Right. Yes. And I use sugar as a, you know, no, I mean, that's, yeah, crutch. absolutely. And so that's why we need to just keep digging deeper and digging deeper yep. and digging deeper. Um, so how has the workout with the small method helped you? Um, so coming to a place that is, uh, that is tailored for me mm-hmm. makes a big difference because like I could go to any gym, but that's still all me trying to figure it out. And so it takes off the burden of like knowing what the next step is or knowing in terms of like physical wellness, you know, working mm-hmm. out, getting stronger. I have experts Mm -hmm. so I can just go to the place and be like, okay, I know that this is one area of my life where like an expert can tell me what to do. And that is incredibly comforting to have because, you know, everybody wants someone to just tell them what to do, right? Just here, what to make for dinner. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what to make. I don't want to think about it. I just want to do it. So Mm -hmm. that is hugely comforting. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, is that having this habit leads to other habits. Mm -hmm. Of course, when I get up and I work out, I feel better. I feel clearer. So I'm making better decisions, Mm -hmm. making better choices in lots of things. Mm -hmm. And then I do more and more for myself Mm -hmm. and more just kind of 
or positivity comes from coming to work out and sticking to it and being consistent, Mm -hmm. making a commitment to it. Right. Because it's, it isn't about the gym, you know, it isn't about like, Mm -hmm. just like, it's not, not about sugar. Right. You know, it's all about those, those deeper ingrained Mm -hmm. habits, limiting beliefs and set and making commitments like, Mm -hmm. you know, making choices and then sticking to them and being Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is the choice I want. So I'm Mm going to go do that choice. Right. And then when you do try to make any sort of change, it is going to feel uncomfortable. Just like when you have to become somebody new. Of well, making a boundary that feels uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, like that doesn't feel right. That doesn't really feel like me mm-hmm. and having what we call the X factor, which is that person to go, no, it's okay. Yeah. You know, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel that way. Like, yep. just like you are with your nieces. Yep. Like I, I totally get you. I've been there and it's okay. And you'll, you'll we'll get through you'll get this together. Yeah. yeah. Doing that rather than going on your own to a gym. Cause it's not about the gym, you know, right. Is, um, is so is really huge. So tell me about your, you have like an amazing life. I do have a pretty amazing life. Yes. So tell me about like your ultimate ex life, especially as this new person. Mm. So my ultimate, I'm, I'm super independent. Like Mm -hmm. I really enjoy my own company. Yeah. I'm very independent. Um, so I want to be able to maintain that forever. And I don't just mean, I mean, financial independence, Mm -hmm. being able to like manage my money and know that I don't have to like worry about it physical independence. I don't want to, I want to be able to move and grow and do all the things I want to do in my life with physical ease until I'm like 90 years old. Right. So to me, that's a big part of it is having so freedom, really freedom to do the things I want to do financially and physically, and then spiritually and emotionally, just like keep moving forward. Just keep like one foot for the other, mm-hmm. keeping going to the, I don't know what the ultimate's going to be. Cause it might be something different, but just progressing always never getting stuck in that like little box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, opening the box up, pushing it out. Right. Cause everyone's looking for the perfect plan and the right. perfect pill. And like, and it's just never getting yeah. there. It's just, it's the ultimate right. ex life is the journey. Right? It totally is the journey. Yeah. Like if you can't enjoy, I mean, there's so many scientific studies about once you get the thing, you don't even want it anymore. Yeah. Like it's about getting there. So to me, I, I know the kinds of things, the elements I want to have in my life. Who knows what it'll look like in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I might be living in Bora Bora, like right. painting, who knows, yeah. but I just want to have the freedom and the strength to keep doing those things and moving forward and finding new, exciting things to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So what does the world need to know? According to Brandy? Um, they need to know that love is actually the answer to everything. And like holding on to anything other than that is really a freaking waste of time. Mm-hmm. So you just have to like not take yourself so seriously sometime and try to love everything in your life, even the shit, because mm-hmm. that's probably where the most lessons come from. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at even the most difficult thing and be like, okay, why do I think this is so difficult and how could I turn it around? Mm-hmm. So what's the first step there for someone to start love? Um, to, hmm, to start love. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to, um, I think it's making like being aware of the things that you love. It's kind of like the whole gratitude journal thing, but like sometimes I think people get stuck on like having these big lofty things. And I'm like, you can just love that you have a really soft pillow under your head right now. You can just love a warm cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You can love the way it feels to brush your hair. Mm -hmm. So I think just becoming aware of like all the good things in your life, all the things that you love and enjoy, even in just this one moment, like I love my leggings right now. They're super soft. Then that kind of, it just spirals. It's like, it just gets that seed and it just spreads. Yeah. And then you start to appreciate more and more things. And then you start to see when you're not appreciating and you're like, okay, I need to flip that because that's making me unhappy. 
And I'm making me unhappy, not the thing. I'm doing it by having that response to it. Yeah. But that's, you know, that comes from, I don't know, time and experience and... I don't know that being a Jedi, I guess. Yes. Being out in the world, being a Jedi and knowing that it's all about love. Like that's the force is love. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. I love that. I love you. Yeah. I love you too, Larry. Thank you. (laughs)